Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WTIC Pet Talk. Today, Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital takes your pet health questions. Whether you have a dog, cat, or hamster, this is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Welcome. Welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis, and it is a glorious, glorious afternoon. So we are looking forward to speaking with you, talking with you, and making sure that we all have um, our questions answered about our pets. That's what we're here for. And even if you don't have a specific question, some, sometimes uh, the, just the comments of what you've gone through, what your pet has gone through in terms of either treatment, what you may or may recommend um, that has um, been af- uh, effective for your pet. Uh, we primarily deal with uh, dogs and cats here. This is what our area of expertise is. But we're uh, all about you and talking with you. So again, please just give us a call at 860 860- Five two two nine eight four two, and I am anxious to speak with you. I have been um, at a veterinary conference in Orlando, so I feel super smart right now. I feel very like I've learned so many new things, new tidbits to share with you. It is a um, conference that is held every single year in Orlando, but it continues to grow. Obviously, during COVID. Um, it, one year it was not held, and then they did a virtual uh, meeting, which is just different. It, it's just different learning, but it served its purpose when we were dealing with such, uh, especially during the time of not having um, uh, vaccines available for people to try to protect themselves and their families. But uh, normally we get um, a big year for this conference was like 16,000 people This year, 28,000 veterinarians and veterinary care workers attended this meeting. A lot of sharing ideas. Uh, We have all felt the growth in the pet population and how we need to uh, make sure that owners are educated. And I feel honored to have this, I guess, this venue, this, um, this platform to be able to speak with you about the best way to, to, to handle your pet's care and behaviors too. That, um, but again, this show is only as helpful to folks as having the participation from you. 
So um, we are going to open up those phone lines. And Kevin's going to be uh, talking with you and putting you in the queue. And we're going to take as many calls as possible. Earlier is always better. And you might find this a little ironic, but I had prepared my kind of opening dialogue having to do with how do you going to take care of our pets in terms of their their care and as the, the cold weather really sets in. And here we are dealing with almost 50 degrees here in the end of January. But let's get the, keep these things in mind. I see so many of my patients coming in with the cutest coats in the world, and I think those are adorable, and people are seeming to buy the right types of coats. I think it's very important that when you do have a coat, I love the ones that are warm against the the pet's body and then have a little bit of a water repellent uh, nature to it on top. Because if you go out and it's raining or or it is a... um, you know, a little bit of snow accumulation. I think that it has to do with um, keeping them warm. We don't really layer our pets like we do with people. People are always told to layer in the winter. That's not really the case that we have here um, with our pets, but you can kind of consider their fur their first layer. And if we do that, let's just be very careful not to cut them too short for the winter. I know sometimes if they've been badly matted, that's the only way to get that mat, those some of those mats gone. But kind of restrain, and obviously your groomer knows as well, but try to restrain from cutting too much hair. And those, those dogs like golden retrievers that have long hair on their thighs, uh, around their paws. You can cut it, but let's just trim it. Let's not, again, cut it too short. This is, again, this provides them with so much warmth. The other thing I would recommend is bring a towel along when you go for for walks because you want to try to keep those paws as clean as possible. Let's, let's make sure that, you know, as much of that ice and salt and chemicals are um, remove from the paws. This is so. If you can bring a small towel with you, obviously we're going to do a much better cleaning when we get home with our pets, with our dogs. Um, but the other thing is, if you can prepare those paws, the best thing to do is kind of massage a little Vaseline into them, and all four of them just kind of work it in. You don't want them kind of leaving Vaseline paw prints around the house, but just a little bit to keep those pads that they walk on from. Um, yeah, from cracking mainly. Another thing that people use is something called mushers. That's M-U-S-H-E-R-S or paw balm. Any kind of balm that's going to be somewhat of a protectant, I think that is an excellent idea. Remember, we have to be careful with antifreeze. If those of you that may have be putting antifreeze in your own cars or you know that you're having a leak, let's just make sure we clean that up because this can be uh, lethal for both dogs and cats. And we know even though they have some antifreeze that they uh, discuss as being somewhat um, pet safe, it's still antifreeze and it could still really do a lot of damage to their kidneys. So be careful with any antifreeze that you might be, um, uh, your pet may be around. Just make sure that it's it's not around for them to to investigate and lick. One thing also that I see my cat, um, Rita, we call her Rita. Rita is um, has the most gorgeous bed. It just gorgeous in that it looks very comfy. It's nice and it has a nice cushion. And if we have it in a place, a location, depending on the weather, that's either too cool or too hot, she won't use it. So when you do have a bed 
for your for your pets or you have or just even if it's a blanket make sure you don't have it in a location that might have a draft right now they will let you know whether that's a place they want to sleep or not and you may have to move their sleeping place to accommodate the weather and lastly if it's too cold for you it's probably too cold for your pet so keep your animals inside Uh, I have found very rarely do people leave their pets outside anymore versus when I first started in this field. So that's always been a good thing, but some people still do. So if you leave your pets outdoors, they they can freeze, they can become disoriented, uh, lost, injured, or even killed. So please don't bring them in the car with you during this cold weather because your car will just serve as a, just trap that cold air inside. Keep them home in a warm place and keep them safe. So I think if we can do those things this winter, it looks like it's going to be a relatively short cold weather winter. Uh, and I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything, but let's there are going to be times I think the end of the week they're talking about the weather getting down into the 20s. And when I think I forgot one last little thing and that is when a lot of people will call me because their pet is limping right after they've um, been walking, especially during a snowfall or when there's been fresh snow, we always want to check the bottom of their paws because they will get these little snowballs that accumulate in between the foot pads. And it they become like their ice. They're ice hard and it becomes very uncomfortable. So a lot of times, as long as you just kind of you massage those little snowballs off, they'll be fantastic. And you'll see, oh, the limping is gone. They're not irritated. So just always look at the bottom of their feet first, if, especially after a walk this winter, they seem to be limping. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break uh, right now, and then we're going to get back. We've got two phone calls ready to go, and I will take your calls. You're listening to Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. You are listening to Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, I just came back from um, Florida from a huge veterinary conference learning opportunity. Feels super smart. Let's see how long that lasts. And, um, and, and I've been around palm trees, been around warm weather palm trees. And it just um, it feels good to be back in Connecticut to be back here on the air, and hopefully I can um, share some of my um, expertise with you. And Janet, you are up. You are. Thank you for holding, and how can we help you today? Well, um, I have a cat. Uh, he's a totally indoor cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went two weeks ago for his well annual wellness exam. Excellent. Yes, and um, everything was fine. Um, and turned out to be okay, except she found on his, when she was examining the abdomen, mm-hmm. she noticed that there was a very tiny nodule. And she said to me um, that I shouldn't worry about it, um, and she wanted me to come back with stash in three months. Okay. And I'm just wondering, and then I've talked with other people mm-hmm. that, have ha- that have either senior dogs or senior cats. Right. See, I don't really know how old Stash is because I adopted him. 
uh, eight years ago. Okay. And um, so they could only guess, but he was small. Okay. But I can tell you this much. Um, there are almost every day he runs around this house, and I swear to God, there's 10 cats running around. <laughs> <laughs> He's got energy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we play. Okay. Uh, he, yes, he does get sick every now and then, but it's clearly hairball. Okay. Um, well, and he's eats very well. Uh, okay. Because, yeah. Okay. So, um, it, no, if he was small, so do you think he was a kitten when you got him eight years ago? Because no, age I does think matter. He probably was like around one. Okay. So maybe one and a half. All right. So maybe like ten. That. Maybe he's a ten-year-old. You know. Okay. Um, but I think he's still a senior cat. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. Absolutely. So now, and that kind of makes a difference. Is something that I should worry? Well, the first, let me. Um, I need a little bit more description on this nodule. Is it in the skin on the abdomen, or is do they? Does your doctor feel like it's inside the abdomen where we're feeling the nodule? All she said, um, you know, she took me so by surprise. Okay, okay. Everything has been fine. Right. Um, and I didn't want to bother her with questions, but I don't think I should have done that. Right. right. You know what, Janet? And again, I think that um, I know how I feel sometimes when I'm in my doctor's office. And But we are there. You're right. Feel free to ask the questions. I think, again, um, you were going in expecting that everything was just going to be perfect because he's acting like a kitten at times. And then, okay, so what does this nodule mean? But that's, again, why we're so happy to be here on Saturday afternoons, because I'm going to assume that the nodule is in the skin itself. Um, I can't feel it. But she could. Right. Right, right. That's okay. And she said that if she could, if I bring him back in three months, uh-huh. which is in April, yes, and she still feels it, I think she's, I'm almost positive one of the tests she said was ultrasound. Oh, well, if she said ultrasound, then to me that means she's feeling the nodule in the abdomen um, versus the skin. If she said I, I would do a, a, ne- a needle biopsy of it, then that to me is telling me the nodule is in the skin. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I would keep that follow-up appointment. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I there's like you said, you, you were kind of thrown, so there's some questions that um, we did not ask. But I will tell you that, that as, a, as in my office, and I know other veterinarians feel the same way, and yes, we're busy, but call the office and just say, you know, I, I really had some time to think about this, and I have, and write down your questions, write down mm-hmm. those questions, and some offices, like we will get emails sometimes from our clients that say, listen, I've been thinking about what you said, could you answer, and then just list three or four questions. So you want to be efficient about asking it, but why just kind of hang around and, and worry for three months? Um, I would say reach out to the, to the office, talk about some of the things we're talking about now. Where is that nodule? Where does she feel it? Um, what does she even think it could be? I mean, I, mm-hmm. again, we will, we will, I often say, don't hold me to it, but I think this, this, and this may be the possibilities. And you may say, listen, I don't want to wait three months. Um, I'd rather just do the ultrasound. I mean, if uh, do the ultrasound in a month, if that's what you're recommending it. But let's don't, I guess my best advice is because we have to learn more about stash here. We have to see where what's this all about. Is don't be afraid to have that communication. We would, I'm sure, she, your veterinarian would be very happy to answer some of these questions right now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it yeah. Does. Um, and and, um, and she said, you know, to watch him, but 
you would never know that there's anything wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, and we the same as he's always been. Right, but again, and, we, just because we felt yeah. the natural doesn't mean that there's something wrong necessarily. Okay. It could be uh, sometimes you know, a little fatty tumor. It's, cats can be prone to cysts, um, but again, if it, if she said, "I feel it on the spleen," then to me that would say, "Okay, I I would not." I would want to have more dialogue about that. I would want okay. to at least, I would rather do the ultrasound sooner rather than later. But again, that's me. And right. um, again, I'm not there during that exam, but just uh, reach out to the office. I am sure they will be able to make sure, because your stress is going, Stash is going to feel that. You know, you're mm. worried, even though you're saying he's acting fine and I'm sure he is fine, but, you know, why add that stress? Right, right, right. To both yeah, of you. And, and, you know, the more I, I thought about it was right. that if she thought that it was something worse, that she would have wanted more testing done, like, within that day or two. Right, exactly. And I- so, in talking with other people, they're telling me that have seen your animals that it's not uncommon what, but what's not uncommon? They're not, jewels are not, un, they're, they're not uncommon. They're, I guess that's what I'm saying is right. that a lot of senior animals can get these. But it depends on what it is. Okay. And again, if you okay. can't, and if you can't verbalize that to me, that whether it's in the skin or whether it's in the abdomen, whether she feels it on his, on the liver, then you're, you're not communicating to other people. So rather okay. than kind of just have this kind of um, vague conversation, let's reach out to the source your doctor did the examination. She will be able to answer those questions where she felt, where did you feel that nodule? And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about it. And if you think we should do an ultrasound, I'm happy to do that as soon as you can schedule okay. it. Okay. All right? Yes. Okay. I think we're yeah. on the same page. And really, I would love to know and personally. But again, this is the perfect conversation that we're having that other people learn from about how mm-hmm. they the things they should do when they go to the veterinarian and things that they should ask. But mm-hmm. between email and or calling them and just have you know just be be very time efficient. These are my questions. Can the doctor get back to me at some point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And yep. I wish you and Stash the best of luck. I don't want you to worry. That's the worst part of it. Is the worrying is worse than was, the problem. Was, he said that to me about six times. That and everybody in the office. You know, I I know all the people. Yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, you know, they just seemed like it was nothing. But right, but again, here I am. I'm kind of. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's why you you reach out to me. You do me a favor, and I know you're. I can hear it in your voice. It's okay. This is the love that we have for our guys, and we just don't. We want to do everything right. We don't want to make any mistakes, right? Yeah. 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 And you're not going to. You're just going to you're going to call you're going to call them on Monday or or send an email on Monday. Okay. All right. And keep me posted. I will. All right. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I don't want to hang up on you, Janet. Is there anything else I can do? No, I'm I'm, I'm fine. It's just I you just have no idea what he what he means to me, you know. I do. I do, but I do. <laughs> I do. And I think they're um, in this world of more and more pet parents and more and more uh, our pets are, like I said, I rarely have anybody leave their pets outside anymore because they are a part of the family. I think most of the people that listen to this show completely understand and are probably getting chills as I am on my arms because I, I hear it in your voice and I, it's very okay to be emotional, but I think we can help you get through this. 
good. Okay, good. good. I'm, I'm going to call. They're closed now, so yes. I'll, I'll be in touch first thing Monday morning and uh, get the get the idea of what she thinks I should do. Yes, exactly. And where is it? That would be. I want you to ask. Where is that nodule? If it's in this, okay. you know, okay, that's where you want to start. Okay. All right. Where does she think it's coming from? And and I'm okay. All right. So uh, you you all the luck in the world to you. Okay. Okay. Keep thank me, you. You're welcome. Keep me posted. Thank I you, will. Janet. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, Kevin, doesn't that break your heart when you just get so worried about our guys? You know, we all get so worried with them. But um, again, there's so much early diagnosis. Um, early recognition, that is what's just so important. And so in, even though you don't feel something um, or you do see something, and we're going to talk, uh, I'm going to give you some other tips that I want you to, to kind of watch, especially sometimes cats hide a lot of things. Then let's go ahead and if, they, if your veterinarian is recommending some tests, hopefully if we can fit it in our budget, please try to... Um, uh, go along with it because we're not doing tests just for the sake of it. We're not going to put your pet through a procedure just because it's because we own, they can't speak to us. They can't tell us if they feel something. They can't tell us if they hurt. So that's why it's so important that we be as observant as pet parents as possible and communicate what we're observing to our veterinarian and our veterinary nurses and staff because they, they completely understand Okay, I'm going to take our um, media break. Um, we're going to listen to some news and some weather, and then we'll be more back. We'll be <laughs> we'll be back more with more pet talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Make your computer. 
You're listening to the Veterinary Edition of Pet Talk. Yeah, this is fun. This is Dr. Andrea Dennis. I'm from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and we are here to answer your questions. We have a website that you can actually find out more information about um, many different topics. Um, topics. It's Bloomfield Animal Hospital CT.com. And there is a, a button where you can just hit contact us if sometimes I don't get to your question on the air or we don't fully completely discuss it or just something you just feel nervous. And I must say, there's no reason to be nervous talking on the phone here because Kevin, who will put you in the queue, is um, gentle and excellent. And again, we will only treat you with the utmost respect. There is no question that is um, not intelligent. Let me put it that way. There's nothing that you're not expected to know everything. Some of you are new pet owners, and we're just trying to be here to educate you and make sure you feel free to have um, your opinion or your question answered. So give me a call because I've got the open phone line, so now's the time to do it. 860-522-9842. That's 860-522. 522-9842. So give me a call. And we've got about 25 minutes left to the show. So the sooner the better. I will say that we are, as you know, uh, next week, we um, have Lori Fass, who is our pet trainer, and she will answer your training questions. And then, as you know, we alternate every other Saturday. And So today, it's as much about medicine as possible. Take this opportunity. Earlier, I did discuss the fact that I'm feeling a little bit sharper, a little bit invigorated, picking up some new tips on what's going on in veterinary medicine. Having um, been at a, a major international conference in Florida recently, and having with that, one of the um, new medications we were starting to use before I even left, but we got learned a little bit more about it and how people are, uh, the success that people are having using it with their pets. It's something called Solencia. It is an injection that veterinarians um, can give if your cat is diagnosed with arthritis. Us, you know, relieving pain in cats has been, it's difficult because sometimes they just don't tolerate common pain medications. Um, NSAIDs, which is a very something, NSAID stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. With those, we use those in dogs, and their dogs developed NSAIDs. But cats can't handle them. And I, I've mentioned this several times, but one ibuprofen or a Tylenol, one Tylenol can seriously make a cat seriously ill, even be potentially fatal. So never, ever, ever use over-the-counter drugs with either your dogs or your cats, but in particular, your cats. It's very important not to do that. Um, I think so that um, because of that, we there's been very few medications that we can use. So cats have continued to um, su- suffer because of this. And we now have this um, new injection, and it's been proven to be very safe. It works in a different way. And because of that, we want, I want to discuss this a little bit further with more, you know, signs, how you know your cat has arthritis, how you, um, when you need to discuss this with your veterinarian. Uh, so we'll get back to that topic. So let's put it to the side because as promised, I want, is it Suzanne or Susan? Which one is it? 
Suzanne. Suzanne, hi, thank you. But again, we're prioritizing our phone calls because, again, this is what's most important. Get back. How can we help you today? Okay, my dog, I have a Maltese. Yeah. And she is constantly, she is, oh, I want to say, how old is she? She's 11. Okay. And she is constantly licking everything. I've tried the bitters. I've tried just squeezing lemon on my furniture or anything that, I mean, she'll just constantly just lick everything. Okay. And has she done this all her life or is this a new behavior? Um, she's been doing it now for a couple of years. Okay. And that's when I've, you know, talked to the vet and they says, try this, try that, blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And it's just, she's just constantly and <laughs> I'll say, we had to get a new couch, a love seat because she licked the material right off. Oh my goodness. Um, so she's yes. ingesting some of this stuff that she's obviously licking she, then. She is. Like I said, I put down that bitters and everything. I mean, she used to go after my daughter's pants. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I, I can see chew that. And, yeah, and chew, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I'm, I'm just speechless. I don't know what to do. No, I, and I'm a little bit at a loss, too. I thought when I first... Um, saw that your call was in the queue, I was thinking that she was licking herself, that she was basically self-mutilating and licking her well, own she, fur. She, well, she's licking. She has those little cauliflower bumps all over her body. Right. She licks those, the ones that she can reach. Okay, and those are usually in the cyst family, um, but she doesn't like constantly lick at her paws or, or, or lick no. her fur off. Okay, because then nope, that's... Nope. All right. Yeah, so this is definitely... Um, in the be the behavior uh, category, I mean, I assume her teeth are in good shape. I'm sure her mouth doesn't hurt her. The veterinarian hasn't felt like her teeth are horrible. No, no. Okay. No, no. So you've done everything right. So now, you know, we've talked about going working with specialists often here. And I do, mm -hmm. we now have a, a veterinary behaviorists. They're veterinarians and they are board certified in behavior. And I, I do think that's the next step because we can throw different drugs at, at, your, at your Maltese. We can, you know, like just say, well, let's try this, try that. But you, you really want right. to kind of get almost like putting them on the couch, like the psychologist couch. And there'll be a ton of questions that the, that the behave, veterinary behaviorist will ask, things that we do at home. Make a mm -hmm. diag have a diagnosis because there are just as many diagnoses about behavior that, and then as there are like liver disease, and then you go ahead and we then you treat appropriately with the right medications, and sometimes just changing the um, that the way the household is set up. There's different things that are involved, but I do feel that even with my long expertise, I if you were my client and patients, I would say I'm mm -hmm. I'm and Tufts I. Tufts is one of my favorite um, behavior uh, veterinary locations, but I do think that's where, you, where you're at. And you might need a referral from your veterinarian uh, to, in order to be seen, but and I also think there is a, a location down um, near Danbury, too. I think there's a veterinary behaviorist there. But talk to your veterinarian about it. Just say, listen, we've tried everything. I am willing to put the time, effort, and money into seeing a specialist because that's where we're at right now. Okay. I, I really, I mean, even though she's 11 years old, I don't think that, I mean, we, we 
could have a good, you know, six, seven, eight years if we can, because this is not right. This is just not normal. If you told me she was doing it since she was a puppy, then I might say, okay, well, again, maybe she was taken away from her mother a little bit too soon. And then you kind of mm-hmm. interfere sooner. But this is coming on as she's been nine years old, eight or nine years old. And it right. there's got to be a reason for it. And we need to try to get to the bottom of it. And I do think, I, I mean, I, do, I know there's behaviorists out there. But I'm asking mm-hmm. you to I'm asking you to seek the help of a veterinary uh, doctor mm-hmm. behaviorist. I have okay. I have names that at our office so that if you you want to give my office a call we can pass that on. Sure. But I I do sure. think I'm sorry that you know because again you've tried that's everything fine. else. Oh, no, no, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know we're to the our wits end. We just don't know what to do. I mean we have two other dogs also, mm-hmm. two other small dogs, but. You know, it, and when did they come you know. into your? When did they come into her life? Um, let's see. We had one. She is twelve, and then this one is eleven. Maybe she's ten. Okay. Um, and then we have an eight. Okay. All right. So, so, um, so she was there first. She, well, no, no. She's she was there second. She's the middle child. She's the middle child. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes, <laughs> that little middle child. You know, <laughs> I do know. <laughs> well, again, I mean, it, she's. She's very, very laid back, and she is really, really good. Right. You know, where the third, where the third child will, will she's lately she's been just. If you go buy her food, she'll growl at you. Oh, okay, all right. Which, yes. See that. There is such a dynamic here. As again, we could go on for another two hours, me asking right. you the questions, because it does. But we've had great success. I've had wonderful success with the veterinary behavior, behaviorists and just okay. it helped everybody's quality of life. And we have those specialties, so why not use it? And uh, right. I'm sure your veterinarian will be very supportive. Okay. All right. Thank very you. Good. Thank right. you. I would thank love you. to hear how it all turns out. So. Suzanne, I will. I will right? let you know. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Suzanne. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, that is, you can't get the sleep. You, and again, if it was you or I doing that, we would like to say, we need help. We need help. So I think um, going on to do that would be fantastic. Uh, and I can, the success stories, the change, and most of the times when I have had a behavioral case we do use some medication but it's not medication alone it you have a whole plan week by week what you're going to do in the home to try to deter them and try to get them into a place where they're no longer performing that inappropriate behavior which is what this is but let's get to the bottom of it all right you're listening to the veterinary edition of pet talk we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more Welcome back to the last, I can't believe it, the last 10 minutes of our veterinary edition of Pet Talk. Uh, We know we love our kitties and we let our kitties and our doggies kiss us. I I cannot tell you, we still wear a mask at the Bloomfield Animal Hospital and we're still wearing masks inside. And so many of, uh, I guess I feel a little freer having the mask on that when my patients are on the counter, they, they're they just, most of them are attracted to it. They've gotten so used to masks. I remember when back in 2020 uh, or when we animals were like 
scared of masks, but now they're all the same. And they just lick, 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 lick and want to kiss. And it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, but I want to thank Justin Levine for um, making sure that we have wonderful bumper music coming back. And it's, hopefully you find it a little entertaining because the show is serious. And so at the, when we come back, I like to have a, a little music, a little something upbeat. And what I'm upbeat about is this new medication called Silencia that can be really, really helpful with arthritis for cats. And we talked earlier about the fact that most drugs that we can give dogs for pain for arthritis, we cannot give cats. And again, it's a reminder that cats are not small dogs. Their whole metabolism is different. They cannot break down certain medications. So this is something that we have been waiting for looking for for a very long time. And osteoarthritis is what people commonly refer to as arthritis or degenerative joint disease. And it's this is specifically targeted just for osteoarthritis. This is not medicine that we use someplace else. It's specific for this. And when your cartilage, which is that protective tissue in the joints, is damaged and wears down, then the that loss of cartilage cartilage allows the bone to rub against each other. And when you have bone rubbing on bone, you get this joint inflammation, thus arthritis. It's progressive and it's irreversible. And without treatment, chronic pain will continue to get worse over time. And it's limiting your cat's ability to be a cat. And how can you tell if your cat has arthritis? Well, the first thing that I notice is they tend to hesitate to jump. They will jump, but they hesitate. They look at it. They can see it. They almost want to get a running start. They maybe walk away and then come back to jump on your lap or on the couch. But you will see a difference in jumping and not just how high they can jump, but whether they really want to do it. It's got to be for a good reason. Another clue if your cat that your cat is starting with osteoarthritis is that their litter box, around the litter box, you might find stool just outside the box or urine, especially if you don't have a hood over the litter box because they don't squat as far down as they did when they were younger because it's too painful. So they almost urinate while they're standing and that can cause for a mess. The other thing that um, they will sometimes do is they will, um, they will kind of just sleep more. They're not going to be as interactive with you. And besides for drugs, I think we need to kind of plan things differently for them. I like having, as cats get older, their arthritis gets worse. Their need for water intake is even greater as they, they get over older. So I like having water bowls almost on every level or every location of the house. So it's easy for them to get to the water. And some of those water bowls, if you can have them higher so that they're not, I know we think of our kitties just need a little bowl and we can just have a little space for them to to eat and drink. But if they have to, if if you watch how a cat drinks water, they obviously bend down, they're putting weight on their front paws. If that water is higher, it's easier for them to get to it. So many of my patients come in for their yearly exam, like Stash did when Janet called uh, earlier too is that you I when during my exam I will pick up on arthritis especially in the elbows the elbows are in the front arms 
And those are the kitties that I am always recommending that the owner bring the water up, make sure the bowls are a little bit higher so they don't have to bend down as far to drink because water take intake is super, super important. So with that, there are some sort of nutraceuticals that we can use to help our cats with arthritis that are very safe. You've all heard of glucosamine. Glucosamine, people are using that. That's a very safe um, non-drug to incorporate with your cats for osteoarthritis. So that's very, very safe. I do have some pain medication that I will give that can help cats, but this Silencia is different in that it's an injection that it's given once a month. And usually it takes at least two injections. It's a drug that blocks the pain by binding to a very specific protein called nerve growth factor. And this nerve growth factor plays a role in inflammation and pain, and it is quite high in joints with arthritis. So what this Silencia does is that it um, is a binding product and it binds a protein and ultimately inactivates it. So if you have less active nerve growth factor, that means less pain. So I'm going, I'm not saying that you, this is a drug that you must use. I'm just giving this that it's a relatively new drug. It is not inexpensive, but talk to your veterinarian about it. If we can do something to help our cats be less painful as they get older and it's safe and it works effectively, then why not at least have the discussion? So this is, again, what we do here is try to give you as much good new information as possible. Uh, also, some little tidbits about what you want to do. I, and, you know, when, when I talk during my examinations, if I pick up on some arthritis in my patients, many times my client or the owner's first response is, well, I don't hear them crying and I don't see any limping. So what do you mean you think that there's some arthritis in, in her or his joints? Cats hide pain incredibly well. That's why I was giving you the subtle things that they do, hesitating about jumping, and the urine litter box is a little bit messy, a little bit less um, active around the house. They, that's why we have to be observant. So they are not, you don't want, if you're going to wait to bring the, you know, to bring up some of these signs to your veterinarian, by the time they're limping, they have been in pain for a long, long time. So just my little cat, um, osteoarthritis, what's the latest? At least have the conversation with your veterinarian. I think that's really wonderful uh, to have some options. And it works differently, and it works very, very specific to it. And, and again, it's an injection. It's not something that you have to pill your cat with. And every time I talk to my clients about pilling their cats, they're like, oh, isn't there something else we can do besides giving them a pill? We've all been there. So since we um, looks like we don't have um, no, don't have any further phone calls for the day, so I've got about two minutes left. Then, since we, let's stay with cats because there was I have so many topics. I haven't been here in a few weeks, so I've got so many things I want to um, share with you. But staying with the cat breed, but dogs too. We haven't talked about anal anal glands, and sometimes people feel that when there's an anal gland issue, they don't really realize it's anal glands, it's having to do with arthritis, but, but it's not. So just so you know, the cat's anus has two small glands, actually cats and dogs, and these anal glands 
Sometimes um, we refer to them as the anal sacs. And if they're, you can't actually see them, but if you did look at the anal area, one's at 4 o'clock and one is at 8 o'clock. And originally these glands were there to mark the territory. Actually, you know, when dogs kind of sniff under each other's tail, they're actually sniffing the anal gland uh, fluid. That's what they're actually sniffing. But cats have them too. And I have, they will, they're like the scent glands of a skunk. When they're frightened, they're going to go ahead and release them. And I have cats during their examination, if they are frightened, they've released them on me. It smells horrific. I have to change my clothes right away. And I have one clever little kitty. She waits till the end of the exam. She's loving me. And then all of a sudden she just kind of works her body. So she turns her tail towards me and I know what she's going to do. She's going to try to um, express her anal sacs on me. And, but I figured it out after about three years, I figured out <laughs> she wasn't trying to love me. So they can do this. And again, how do you know if your cat or dog are having anal sac problems? You will see them scoot. Scooting is where they sit quickly and they kind of rub their butts on the carpet or they rub their butts outside. Um, excessive licking. They're always wanting to clean back there. They sometimes are sometimes reluctant to sit and they'll hold their tails in an unusual position. And if this goes untreated, they will form an abscess. Both cats and dogs will form abscesses there. And when they become impacted, you need to have a professional empty them. Some um, groomers will uh, communicate that they can do the anal sex, but many times it has to be done internally, which means um, that's something that only a doctor can do. If you see these symptoms, because we don't want anything abscessing, we don't want an infection to be happening with your cat or dog, please bring this to your, your doctor's attention. And that is, um, that's discussing their, their anal sacs because sometimes that's what will happen. And I, we have some dogs that have, in particular, usually um, anal, I can do between antibiotics, we can get the infections because some of them are not just they're full and impacted, but they can actually get infected, and that's when they're abscessed. And a lot of times the antibiotics will take care of that. So we have treatment. You just need to bring it to our attention, okay? Hey, listen, the show's almost over, and I'm going to be back in a couple of weeks. Lori Fast will be here next week. I want to thank Kevin for guiding me through the show. We've got some new equipment, and I freaked out when I first got here, but it's working just fine. So thank you for your guidance, Kevin. I appreciate it. And thank you all for being a part of the show, and we'll see you next time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.